Welcome to the Dirt Reporters for the week of March 15th. I'm your host, D-Swap. Derek Kessinger got the specs on. I know that confused Robert Holman a little bit. I'm always a context guy, Robert, but uh, went to the eye doctor this morning, got him uh, dilated. So you're looking blurry, but you still look good. I can tell you that great little facial hair going on. Like I said, I'm your host, D-Swap. Derek Kessinger. Joining me today is Robert Holman, Kevin Kovac, and Kyle McFadden. And uh, Kovac... Pretty quiet weekend in the dirt late model world, wouldn't you say? Nothing's really happened uh, the last eight or nine days. Braden Overton's free because all of a sudden we have something going on at uh, Southern Raceway, the second incident already in 2023. But this one stirred up a lot of social media. Uh, you got the details. A lot of stuff kept coming out and out. Uh, Ashton Winger and GR Smith on the track and then afterwards got a couple mug shots. I don't know. You can start this off because you've kind of been on the beat report on this and something you probably don't like to do either about fights and arrests yeah, you and don't, all that stuff. Yeah, you don't really want to have to talk about all these fights all the time. I mean, I said we, we, we discussed the Brandon Overton, uh, Chris Madden situation at Cherokee last week, and, and we, we all kind of agreed. I mean, they did the little chest bump, you know, a few times, kind of slapped each other hands away, just yelled at each other and I mean, that, that was, I mean, that, that was like one of the things like that, that let's, that's as far as we really want to go. You know, we don't need to be rolling around on the ground and, and then, well, you know, lo and behold, one week later, here's Ashton Winger and GR Smith going at it like two laps into the one or two laps into the race. That was it. You know, they, they exchanging some, some moves on the racetrack. GR smashes them three times on a, from, from between turn two to turn three uh, under caution and, and then it just all hell breaks loose in the pits and Gary Winger, Ashton's dad ends up apparently going after, according to the police report, went after GR with a hammer inside of GR's trailer. So, uh, that, that was, uh, um, I'm not sure if it, it might've been even GR's hammer that he grabbed. I'm, we're not positive about that. And, and then Ashton, uh, come after he dropped out of the race with a flat, he comes running over and he starts rolling around on the ground with, uh, the merchandise guy, uh, Scotty Parker for, uh, for GR Smith and right in front of everybody. And then the cops come and they're in, they're in, uh, handcuffs Chaos. and you, you, you don't want to see handcuffs out at the, at the dirt track. In your driver's suit is in your driver's yeah. suit too, Kovac. Taking and going to the, going to the jail in your driver's suit. Not a great thing. Probably not a great thing you want on your resume, but um, uh, it it was was pretty much mayhem there. Gr Smith, he was he avoided getting any uh uh you know making a trip to the jail with him. Uh, he he wasn't arrested, but you know he was certainly in the middle of everything and uh took some shots to the head apparently from the hammer uh from Gary Ringer, Winger. Man, it just. I mean, again, you hate to see this and it's all going to be on video. We all talk about, you know, like if you do something like this now in the middle of the pits, it's got someone, there's going to be multiple people with their, with their uh, phones out and recording this. And then you're probably not going to look back fondly at like, man, look, man, you, you, there's just a lot of screaming and yelling and cursing. And uh, it's, it's not, doesn't look good on anybody. And especially when you probably, when those people look back at it, they'll be like, oh my gosh. Probably wasn't great, but uh, uh, I turned it over. Robert, you've probably seen some of these things too over the years, and uh, it's it's always a crazy situation. Really quick, Robert, uh, the GR Smith incident on the track should deserve some retaliation. I think I personally, I will say that was very bush league to do it like three or four times. Maybe just a nice little bumper fender bender. Okay, we've seen that, but to go like that, that was pretty intense. Afterwards. Like Kovac said, it's going to be on camera now. But back in your heyday, you've probably been in, you, like with your race team, with your dad racing, even just reporting. You've seen these fights, but they're not on camera. So now as a driver, you got to take a step back and say, okay, there's something to be a camera. There's going to be a phone. We really can't duke it out like we did the old days. Otherwise, you're going to get busted. Well, first of all, when you look at the GR Smith thing, Everything, like Kevin said, is on camera. The race is on camera. The incident on track is on camera. So, honestly, to me, GR looks pretty bad to me in this situation because I'm trying to figure out what he was mad about. 
it was lap two. Winger threw a slider after he had got kind of tail whipped on the opening lap there. So, you know, you look back at that video and it's and it's like, what what the hell? Why why is he why is he acting like a fool? You know? So so there's that problem for, for them. You know, you have video that, that says, Oh man, this guy, look look what this guy did for no reason really. And then of course, like you said, you, there's video in the pit. Everybody just like over at Cherokee. The first three people on the scene had their phone. First thing they do is pop. They're not trying to break up the fight. They got their phones out. Nobody's trying to break up a fight anymore. Used to break, try to break up a fight. Um, and like you said, I have been around a couple. Um, I, I, I had to ride home with my stepdad through the back roads one time after he beat up this promoter. Look out. Um, he did. He, you know, he, he wouldn't pay him. He didn't get paid. And, um, Long story short, there's some miscommunication. The guy told him not to race. He raced anyway, started last, finished third, stood there in line, waited to get paid, waited to get paid, waited to get paid, didn't get paid. He get, never called his name. And uh, when he, everybody's kind of huddled around. I was like 10. I was like 10 years old or something like that, eight or 10. I was sitting out there in the parking lot playing cup ball with my buddies, you know. The next thing I know, I hear people screaming, uh, glass breaking. They're in this little building going at it, you know. The next thing I, I look up, I'm like, what, what the heck's happening? I walk up, look up. Here comes my stepdad walking out of this little building where he's supposed to get paid, clearly didn't, and uh, has blood on his hand where his hand had gone through glass and stuff. He's like, come on, let's go. We got in the truck and drove home. You know, I hear somebody screaming, call the police. You know, they're like screaming and stuff. No, of course, this is, this is the – Heck, this is the late seven. This is the early eighties, maybe. I guess there's no video. There's no nothing, but there's still repercussions. I do remember the police coming to our house. You know, we made it home. Nobody got arrested at the track, but I do remember the police coming to our house and asking him to come to the police station where he was because uh, it was it was the local track it wasn't uh, it was at our hometown so it wasn't like we were traveling and far away so the police came and and uh you know we had to get a lawyer and there were expenses and stuff like that my stepdad had to get a lawyer and there's expenses and stuff so so even even without the video back then and, and we look back at that honestly and laugh because my cousin was involved my other cousin was involved there was like three people involved in this situation and the and and it was, it's funny, 40 years later, 40, yeah, 40 years later, it's funny. It wasn't funny at the time. It was kind of embarrassing, you know, at the time. Thank goodness there's no social media. Like, oh, is, are people at school going to know that this happened? You know, nobody at school knew. Nobody cared, you know, but I was kind of thinking that. Uh, but now, the social media, now the the inter internet and the video, and it's everywhere, and so not only are there repercussions, but everyone can judge you and everyone can actually see what happens. So it's very clear. There's really no, like the on-track incident, there's no he said, she said. We all saw it. I saw it. I, I assume that you guys saw it. You know, it was very hard racing on the first couple laps for no reason, really, even though anyone who's been to Southern Raceway knows that you've got to get what you can get as soon as you can get it because it's really difficult to pass there. But, but beyond that, it was really hard racing for no reason. So, and we all saw it and we, and we all saw to me, my opinion, GR Smith kind of drive back under Ashton over his head a little bit, spun himself out in my opinion. And then he retaliates like this, which is completely unnecessary. I completely agree with you that maybe uh, a little nudge, maybe a, you know, you roll. I don't even know if that's even worth that. You roll under it and you roll under him and, you know, shoot him a bird, you know, go to the back and take your medicine. Like bird. You know? Let's do the bird. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, do that, you know, and, and pull him, pull back in beside behind him and, and, uh, and race. Maybe if you want to be a complete asshole, you sit back there and race until he comes to lap you, and then you don't wreck him, but just impede him a little bit. There are there are ways to handle this stuff 
on tracks like that without running through somebody's race car. And I hate that it really cut down Ashton Winger's tire, but you looked at, at GR's car after the race, his nose and stuff in the pit area that shot, his nose was off the car and stuff. And I don't think that a shot like that probably, you know, bent anything other than the bumper and the nose piece, but still now these guys got to work on that stuff. It's just, it's childish. I mean, honestly, what he did and, and I don't, I'm not picking sides. I'm just looking at the video. I'm lo looking at what I saw. It looked very childish on GR Smith's part. That's, that's just my opinion. Yeah. I think a lot of people, if you look at social media, Facebook, they're saying, okay, that was a little uncalled for Kyle, the pits. What was your thoughts on that video? You have, I'm going to F and kill you. Uh, just a bunch of mayhem and chaos. You have Ashton Winger yelling some, you know, some some bad words at people. You have the t-shirt guy tackling Winger, and he's saying, "Get the f off me." It was a, uh, I would people got their money's worth, but also like a month earlier, guys, the shovel incident that happened at Southern Raceway as well. So you had a feeling there was going to be a lot of cops on property, and those cops are right there to break it up and you know make those arrests, but. Kyle, it was just from your vantage point, your whole thing in the pit area. We got Roberts on the track. I just want to hear what you thought of that pit uh, fiasco. Well, actually, my my first thought was our discussion last week during Fast Talk where we you know, kind of broke down whether we thought last week's scuffle between Chris Madden and Brandon Overton was good for the sport. And, you know, I gave my response to that with some thought. I had to think about it. But after seeing that video, I was like, okay, like this, what happened last week absolutely pales in comparison to a Brandon Overton and, and you know, Chris Madden's little run-in, right? I mean, it's just not even comparable. And and I look back at, at the Chris Madden-Overton, you know, situation, and, and <laughs> that makes that, you know, like that puts, it, if, if you compare and contrast kind of the, the results and the outcome of, of those two, you know, scuffles. Um, I just thought about um, just kind of how maybe those, those differences on track differences between a driver and a driver, a driver and a crew member, you know, team against team, however that looks like, right. You know, there's, there is a right and a wrong way, right. Um, to handle your differences. And so, I thought of that immediately, um, you know, just <laughs> how it's been uh, kind of a uh, a boisterous, wild two weeks here in the dirt late model world. And it's only March. So, um, but my reactions to the video itself, it's just, it's like, really? Like, <laughs> is this really happening? Like, this looks like a, uh, a live PD episode, right? I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, that. TV it could be show on the episode later tonight. You never know. For real, be, I, I feel like um, you know, here we are live at Southern Raceway. You know, Ashton Winger getting mauled down, and for God knows what at the moment. I was just watching this video, and and I'm like, why is Ashton getting arrested? And you're going on social media, and you're trying to, you know, read between the lines and read comments and people's, you know reports and speculations and whatnot and you're trying to put the pieces together as to what is the heck is going on here and so and, and then to later read that um ashton's dad walked into gr smith or maybe not walked in barged in stormed in picked up a hammer of some sort and you know started going to town on gr smith um yeah you know it's it's just unfortunate you don't want to see that and you know uh, as for GR's retaliation, I do some sim racing online, like I racing and stuff. And like, you know, I've retaliated a few times under caution, right? Uh, to some sim racers back in return. And like, I don't even feel good doing that afterward, right? Like I just get off the sim, I get off the computer and I'm like, what the heck did I just do? Like, that was stupid. Right. So it's just like, hopefully GR comes to his senses and realizes that what you know, what happened there isn't, isn't cool. And, uh, you know, that we can all just kind of, hopefully everybody learns from this in the dirt racing world. And, and, and like, that's the example, like, like, let's not have that happen again. Right. 
or let's let's try not to uh you know have multiple arrests happen at the racetrack because it's just not a good look for our sport and and uh and yeah so Oh, Derek's, Derek's losing, losing sound. We're good. We're good. I had it on mute. We're good. We're good. I said, I, Brandon Overton and I called each other last week and we were just kind of joking. I'm like, man, I thought you were going to be Rocky there, stuff like that. Then I was like, okay, let me get this straight. You guys are at Cherokee. It was a Sunday race. I'm going to be honest. You kind of made it like our sport look like a bunch of hillbillies, like my friends from college in the city. That's what they think of. And then this one goes way overboard. But how do, like, these two drivers moving forward, like, get away from this? You know, G.R. Smith's a car owner. We had the, you know, news Peyton Freeman, he's leaving the team right away. So I think it's going to be very tough for him maybe to find a driver, you know, people to trust him. And then the other side, Ashton Winger, he had, you know, Jeff Matthews ride up. Haven't really heard much about that. But if maybe that doesn't end well or he has to go on separate ways down the line, and if you're a car owner – you're like, this guy has a hot head. He's going to jail, and his dad has been in a couple altercations. How do these guys moving forward, what can they do? Because, like you said, everything's on camera. You're going to have to pay for your consequences. But then again, it is racing. You get like a million lives in dirt track racing. So they might be okay by next week. You never know. Well, I don't know if you get a million lives. It depends, I guess, uh, uh, on, on who you are sometimes. But there, there, there always is a point where you've, you've used up your lives, too. Uh, and, and if you have a reputation of being involved with all kinds of incidents, I mean, GR, he's, he's not been, a he, he's been involved in, in, in multiple incidents. I mean, he, he's a high, I mean, I know GR from back when I wrote about big block modifieds in, in the Northeast, uh, in New Jersey, he's from New Jersey, he's from South Jersey. So I saw him growing up. I mean, I know he was in some incidents back then. I mean, he was a hockey player. He went, when he was in college. He went to, he played hockey. So, I, I mean, he has a little bit of, I always thought he had that little bit of that hockey mentality where he's, he's ready to, to he's not, he, his emotions aren't going to be totally uh, under control once he puts his helmet on. Uh, he, he's going to, he's, if something happens, he's ready to, he's ready to like, let it, let everybody know that he's not happy with it or um, good or bad. And, I know that he's been involved. You, you talked to some people down in the South. I mean, he's several people down, several drivers that he's uh, had uh, incidents with over the years. Just last year, he wasn't even driving and he was uh, going at it with Vic Hill in the pits after Ashton Winger. Remember Ashton drove for GR last year uh, until July. He was uh, uh, in the pits after Ashton and, and uh, Vic Hill had an incident at Bristol. And there's, there's video. I think of that too, of, of, uh, of GR, uh, having an argument with, uh, with Vic. So th there's a, there's a, there's a history there. This isn't like, this is, uh, oh my God, this, this, this driver was so angry. It, this must've been so bad that it made this guy do this. You know, I mean, it's, uh, he's done it before. He, I mean, he's, he's been involved in incidents before and, and Ashton, I know earlier in this year, I think he, I think he told, uh, I think he told, Kyle this right that he wanted to calm down you know he wanted to get he wanted to be out of this uh these incidents that he's been involved with I mean remember last year in July his 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 run with uh with GR Smith came to an end after he was in that incident I think it was I-75 with uh uh with uh, McCarter and, and ended up flipping and then uh, his father and, and Ashton's father ran out, you know, came on the racetrack and jumped into the side of McCarter's car and, and, and uh, Ashton was on the other side of it. So there was, uh, it, it, it's not just this isolated incident, I guess you could say. And I, and I don't think car owners always want to do it. I mean, I, I, they don't want to be involved. I mean, maybe some of them do. I don't know. Maybe some of them are always, some of them might say, I want you to go take that guy out, you know, uh, if something happens, but, there's a there's a lot of money spent on race cars, and I don't think that car owners normally want their uh, their cars getting wrecked when they're not even racing uh, and just banging each other under banging into each other under the caution flag. Um, so it's going to be tough. And I want to make a little comment too about it. a lot of people have all said like, "Oh my God, just let them fight in the pits. Why don't they? Why do they have to arrest them? They should just let them. Somebody could die. Go. I mean." You know, I mean, Legit, it's like, no one was gonna there's try gotta to be it. some, yes, there has to be some like sense of, uh, 
of 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 civilization here. I mean, we're we're not gonna be the wild west, you know. And like Robert said, forty years ago, I mean, think I think people, the cops came to his 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 uh what his stepfather or your father, right? Uh, right, right, Robert. Um, they yeah, came they to the house. house. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like cops weren't involved back then. It wasn't like that. Now is the first time that people are getting arrested for fights at a racetrack. It's happened for the entire time of racing. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, you go back to the 60s, the 50s, I'm sure there were guys getting arrested. They didn't just let it go uh, and just let these let a big giant brawls and riots happen at a racetrack. You have to have some things are going to get way out of hand. Look, on Saturday, there was a hammer used. There was weapons used in, in this uh, in this incident. So let's let's not yeah, the thing, act like you know the, oh it's so soft now or something people are going to go to you know going to be arrested for this i mean no i mean you, you have the to thing back let's, then let's, kevin let's, let's, yeah the thing back go then ahead, kevin, was, I'm sorry was was that there were no cops at the track that night they had mm-hmm. to call the police so had there right, been police at the at, at the at the track that night i would have been looking for a ride home i would have probably mm-hmm. they would have taken my stepdad to jail and they would have had to driv- driven me my 10 year old or 11 year old self home so yeah it's not like it's they just there just weren't cops there and like you guys said or, or derek said they're already they're already on high alert because of the shovel incident at, at southern yeah. so then you then you add this you know uh so so yeah there, there were cops involved 40 years ago they just happened to not be at the track that night in fact when we left the track that night and turned left to go the back road home i could hear them coming from the other way so they just came that from the town and then turned into the thing where we were already gone so yeah it's not like the cops weren't involved they just happened to not be at the track that night so so yeah you you have to be civilized of to, to some extent, you know, you can't just, you know, it, it's everybody, like you said, wants to make uh, reference to the Earl Baltz quote, you know, about letting them fight on the front straightaway and mm-hmm. charging admission and whatnot. That's humor is what that is. That's he was not 100 percent serious when he said that you can't take that as a literal thing that he would allow to happen because it would not have been allowed to happen. So, uh, it sounds good when you say it, but you're right. It's got to have some kind of civilization. (laughs) If everyone's getting out of their cars and fighting, this is racing. There's going to be guys banging into each other. There's going to be contact. I tell you, I mean, if if there wasn't, why would we want to go? It would be kind of boring to just see cars going around there, never getting close to each other because, they're afraid of making contact. Of course, yes, yeah, sometimes guys make uh, – drivers make r- incorrect moves. You know, they do something that shouldn't be done. But it's not the first time that anyone's uh, – G.R. Smith's been, you know, run into or Ashton Winger's been run into or anybody's been run into. Uh, yeah, you, you just – there has to be some – self-control i guess uh among drivers or there would just be complete mayhem at every race because there's multiple times that in every race that someone could probably you know retaliate and i know that when you're in a race car and you're you got your helmet on heck when you're in your own car just going down the street how many times do you yell at somebody for not putting their blinker on or or not making it or not stepping on the gas quick enough at the red light or making a wrong turn right i mean everybody i mean like imagine that but you do, you do, it's called road rage and you're going to get, uh, you're going to have to deal with, uh, with the police, you know? So, uh, it, and I guess it, it's obviously it's, it, it's accentuated when you're in a, in a race car, but and I always feel like it's the same thing. I mean, there, you're, you're in a race car, you're probably talking to yourself just like you were, you're in a car going down the highway and you don't like with somebody, how they're driving. So, uh, but it's, it's still, you need to be. You, people need to we, we can't have just people running crazy all over the place and 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 fighting all over and and because it's gonna it's gonna be bad in, in other situations i mean there's gonna be injuries there's there, you could you could think you're just gonna go hurt you know like i'm gonna t- teach this guy a lesson you could kill him you know you don't you don't know uh we don't need to be uh losing it and and really really being in such some even worse situation uh, than than it already was. 
don't Robert, don't you think guys oh go ahead well i was gonna say don't you think that these the just the history of these two made it escalate quicker than it maybe it would have if it's been you something see it on else the racetrack yeah i would say it definitely escalated if it was like yeah i mean not even a there, crash it wasn't even a spin out it was his own well yeah. I, I, there, there was one one thing i'm thinking of during this whole situation of them going at at each other was it was barely one year ago. I sat. I was there in the pits, after, at the end of speed weeks at Volusia, uh, and as Ashton and and uh, and Gr finished their speed weeks up, you know, like their first big stretch of racing together because they'd come together at the end of 2021 for a little bit, but this was their first real long stretch together. And they had a and Ashton had a pretty good speed weeks. He did pretty well with Gr. There was some happy, there was like a, a good feeling around those guys. I remember Ashton standing in the pits. He's holding G.R. Smith's uh, young son, young, young kid. He actually bumped his head on the race car too, you know, and there was some laughs about that because the kid was all right. But G.R., you could see, he, I mean, uh, Ashton was still, you know, he, he wasn't, he's not a dad yet. So, you know, he wasn't, he was a little, a little, you know, maybe rough with the kid. He wasn't uh, sure how to hold him, but. He was having fun, and then look, and Gr is. I did a story right after Speed Weeks on the on that team. Gr is glowing about Ashton Winger that he's got so much talent. He wants to have a long time. They could really build something. They had young crew guys. This could really be a good deal. And here, you know, and then five months later, they're broken up. And here, you know, 13 months after that, uh, they are just, you know, on at, at war basically. And it just was. I, 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 that was immediately almost what I thought about when those guys uh, were, when had that incident on Saturday, I, you know, just my mind just went back to Volusia and how, how things change pretty quick, you know, uh, in, in sports and life. Robert, is this in racing going to be like an isolated incident? It was just kind of like the stars were aligning where we're getting all these fights and like scuffles in the pit area. We had that huge one at, the Tulsa shootout where a guy got injured and stuff like that. Or is it always just happening? Like you said, camera or we're, or just tensions a lot higher now. I don't know. This, I've had a couple fights in my heyday, but ever like back to back. And it seems like maybe I hope not that it could happen more and more. Or am I just like dreaming that? It, man, that's, that's, uh, that's tough to answer. I mean, you think that it seemed like when we came back and this is maybe just my, mind thinking weird stuff but it's like when we came back from covid and we're finally let out of our houses that things were a little bit haywire uh things that were were a little bit things that weren't acceptable prior to covid are suddenly acceptable now and i'm not blaming this on covid don't don't i don't fill up my email with hate mail or whatever i'm not blaming that on this because that's not an excuse. We have pretty much gone beyond COVID now, but yet some of the things that that we got coming out of that stretch of being cooped up and 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 tied down are still happening. Uh, some of the after effects are still out there. So I'm not necessarily saying this was because of COVID, but I'm just saying that that it seems like uh, people just are a little bit more bold now people um people are are a little bit more apt to take things into their own hands for some for some reason and uh, i don't really think it's an isolated incident for our sport i just think that the continuation and explode continued explosion of social media spotlights it it used to be like there would maybe be three four years ago there would be one guy with a, that had video of it and you had to search for it you're like hey did you see that video no i didn't see it. and so you're like digging and digging and digging now it's like 10 people now i mean it's just the spotlight is on everything the spotlight is on you know TikTok. there are things on TikTok that I didn't even know freaking existed, but the spotlight is on that. Now there are, the spotlight is on our sport like never before. So when this happens, whether it happens at Southern raceway or Cherokee or, you know, the next, the next time Chris Madden and, 
and Brandon Overton or in or North, North Dakota, like Overton suggested, uh, it might happen there. We're going to see it because of all the social media, because, you know, we're streaming it. Other people are streaming it. It's prevalent. And it's right there in our faces. So I don't think it's an isolated incident. I think it's uh, maybe hopefully my hope is that this is the worst incident of the season. My hope is that this is the worst and it and anything else that happens is far, far less than this because uh, this was unfor unfortunate. You know, um, Gary's been uh, charged with a felony in Florida. Uh, that's that's not good. And, and if you anyone with kids, I don't I think if this was in another crew chief, I think if if, if Gary was a crew chief for another driver, I don't think his reaction would have been the same. But when you're when you're with your son, with the person you've raised, with the person you've protected your entire life, the person you've groomed, and something like this happens, this is the reaction you get a lot of a lot of times. And I don't think there I've seen a lot of other people, mostly moms actually, I've seen a lot of other people on social media, you know, say, hey, if that was my son, you'd get the exact same thing. If you did that to my son, I, I don't and there are a lot of parents out there who look at this video and say, I don't blame him for what he did. I don't blame him a, a, a bit. So uh, let's just hope this is the worst incident. Uh, it's not the last. It's just, I think it's odd. I think it is odd that we had these two confrontations uh, back to back, maybe. Uh, I do think that's a little bit odd, but I also think that there's a lot of racing, uh, a lot of racers in action in a small pool of, of races at the moment. And we're, probably over the next couple of weeks, we're going to fan that out and, and people are going their separate ways and the incidents will be, will be less likely to, to be in the spotlight like we've, like we've seen. Yeah. Chaos fight night, whatever you want to call it. It's just everybody R E L A X relax. I know it's chaos, but deep breaths, deep breaths. We don't need to have this black eye in our sports where we're just having people getting arrested and, People running into cars on the racetrack and damaging them is just uh, uncalled for. We don't need that. Uh, I think we're done with the fight night talk. We can kind of maybe move on to the other big news that happened last week since we re uh, recorded. Uh, Jonathan Davenport. Uh, Kyle, you wrote the Dirt Wire. I got the interview with him. Uh, with Colleague Racing. Colleague Racing. Uh, I don't know. JD was calling it different things throughout the interview, but... He's going to be racing the Bristol race in April, uh, the second weekend, I believe. Uh, he's fired up. He's happy. How good is it for our dirt late model uh, nation to see the best driver in the last, you know, five years? No doubt, going to be uh, tough to, to to debate that. The two million dollar man, JD, going to be racing in dirt in a cup car. One of his uh, dreams and life goals when he was a child was to race on a Sunday, and he's getting that opportunity. Um, just pretty cool. Pretty cool news. Uh, Something we've seen like Mike Mollers race in it before. We've seen like Bobby Pierce, Josh Richards, Tim McCready, uh, other drivers in the past have uh, dabbled it in a little bit. But I think this is pretty cool for JD. Very proud of him to finally get a Sunday ride. Absolutely, and it's and it's he's in a winning race car, right? I mean, like Collard Racing. I watched NASCAR and and like that. His equipment. I mean, he's gonna have a car that is capable, capable, just like equipment in and of itself to at least have an opportunity to win that race, you know, just equipment aside, or, you know, just uh, speaking of, of, you know, what, you know, Matt colleague has built with his team. And so, I mean, AJ Allmendinger and Justin Haley, his two teammates at Bristol, uh, you know, they've won races at the Cup Series level too. Not saying that JD is, is I mean, who knows, honestly, right? Um, you know, what JD could go out and do. I don't think we should place any sort of expectation on on him. I mean, he could go out and, you know, run 25th. I mean, Stuart Friesen, um, you know, big, big block modified ace, you know, dabbles in in our late model world we all know how talented he is. And uh, I think he was racing for Spire Motorsports last year. And so uh, kind of a uh, field 
fill their team. And, and uh, Stuart Friesen was a non-factor in last year's Bristol dirt race at the cup level uh, the whole day. But um, so we really don't know, you know, what JD in terms of expectations for him, but I mean, this is obviously huge news, right? And so in terms of putting one of our ringers in the dirt late model world at the NASCAR level, and when you look at equipment and the season that he had last year, right? I mean, I understand that, you know, Tim, his NASCAR, but that was at the Bush, you know, Bush series, right? Um, and then Josh Richards, you know, he had his opportunities, but that was at, in the truck series, right? And so, you know, you kind of go down the list and then Bobby Pierce almost won that truck race at Eldora many years ago, right? But nothing, I don't, you know, here recently, obviously Mike Marler too had that opportunity at the cup level, but that was with a field filler, right? But so what I'm trying to say is, is that Jonathan, you know, he's, he could, if he puts himself in that, if he acclimates himself to this next gen race car um, in that Friday practice session at Bristol in that short amount of time, I think they only get 50 ish minutes in practice. That's if they, you know, if he's on the track the whole time, right. Um, if he can acclimate himself in that Friday practice session, get through the heat race. I think he has to qualify his way in. I think he's in an open car. He doesn't have a guaranteed spot. And if he puts himself inside that top 15, you know, come race time uh, to start, I mean, I, I think he could have a shot. Right. So um, yeah, it's very exciting. And uh, his sponsor Nutrien, which is uh, very familiar on his dirt late models is a uh, primary sponsor for colleague racing too. So, all the stars have seemingly aligned and uh, it's, it's, it's cool to, it's, I just hope that, you know, you know, whatever comes from this is that, you know, these NASCAR fans who are turned off to dirt racing and dirt racing fans who are turned off to NASCAR, that this is another bridge and just another opportunity, right. To, to cross promote the sports and uh you know just build up a uh, dirt racing you know on the whole and to showcase you know just how good of a driver that jonathan davenport is right we all know what he's capable of and so the sky's the limit you know i don't think he i i think he could have a legitimate possibility to win that race that's if he gets through that you know friday practice session without a steep learning curve and so it all comes down to that Friday practice session, you know, because it's, it's, you know, those cars are, those next gen cars are nothing like, you know, dirt late models, but it's on dirt and JD in the slick, um, in the slower conditions and those long distance races, right. We all know how good he is. So, yeah, I mean, you just go down the list and, and, and what could be possible and, you know, it, it who knows what could happen. Uh, in that cup race for JD, but very exciting news for him and, and for our sport. Yeah, JD getting a shot at 39 on Cup Sunday. We have, I mean, Mike Marr, he competed in it, but Kovac, just the other guys they mentioned, Pierce, Richards, T Mac, they're all, you know, a little bit younger trying to make their shot into a, you know, to make it to the pavement world to maybe get to NASCAR. I think it's pretty cool. A guy at 40, the best in the business. Uh, thank you, Steve Martin, for hooking that up with Nutrien. He's getting a shot at it. I, that's a cool dynamic as well as just him being, you know, nearly in his late 30s, going to be 40 in October 31st. I don't know. Good for him. And uh, I think it's pretty legit uh, for JD. Yeah, it's it's great. I, I think it's uh, uh, it definitely brings the interest up of that race among short track people. There's no doubt about that. Oh, I know. All, now I'm going to really want to watch that race much more because JD's in it. Uh, it, it's, and the thing is you, you think back, I mean, well, right now I think NASCAR, I mean, I, I don't even really, I'm, I'm not gonna, I mean, I like to like keep an eye on like Kyle Larson. I, I keep an eye on Stuart Friesen and what he's doing in the trucks and stuff, but heck, I don't even know. I, I think I've said it before. I could look back at a, at a poster from the 1987 Winston 
uh, of NASCAR with all, you know, the top winners, what they had that back then when they were just starting that race, I can name every single guy in that. I could barely name half the guy. I don't even know what William Byron just won there on, on just won two nights in a row. I don't even think, I'm not even sure if I could pick him out of a lineup, uh, right now. I, most guys I couldn't pick out of a lineup, uh, at, um, with NASCAR racing. NASCAR has lost the interest of, of short track racing fans. I think, I think they used to have it back in the seventies. I know like a, a Kenny Brightbill, a big, big block modified guy here in Pennsylvania uh, used to run late models. Also back in the seventies, he ran some cup races at Dover. Uh, I think at Pocono also that's back in that day. They used to NASCAR teams used to bring in like big name local drivers, big name short track drivers from uh, from the area around racetracks that NASCAR was going to. So they would help pump up the crowd. They would bring in more local fans, uh, more of that and, and have a connection there. Uh, and of course, a lot of the drivers back then also had followings before they even got there. They weren't just 18 year old kids with rich fathers getting there. There's very few of them that aren't like that anymore. Uh, they don't have backgrounds in short track racing extensive that really grew fans with them. But here's a guy, JD has a huge fan following already in short track racing. And now they're going to come to and, and watch either on TV or at that race, uh, how he does. NASCAR needs to be doing more of this. Actually, they need to be giving shots to some guys rather than just all this sponsorship stuff that, um, that they do it, it, it where the drivers don't have connections to short tracks anymore. Uh, again, that's why I think Kyle Larson is so popular because he did win a lot of races on a short track. Tony Stewart did too. Guys like that. Let's bring these guys in. I mean, look at down in, uh, down at Daytona during speed weeks, all the races at Daytona are at night. Now they don't need, it, it used to be a point. They used to have one race at night, maybe, you know, like, and then none of them actually at night, even the, the twin one twenty fives were in the afternoon. Uh, and then they went to finally at night. That was the first thing that went to night. But now they're racing every race against Volusia. No short track race. And Volusia is not hurting with, with fans because of that. You know, that, that's what's so amazing. Why would NASCAR not want to get that connection with short track racing? This is a way to get some connection there. And hopefully they start realizing they need that to make, make, make NASCAR as good as it could be, I think. Uh, get some guys like JD in there. Yeah, the guy that had the best dirt late model season last year will get his shot at NASCAR. Maybe if he wins, will he get in the playoff? I don't know how they do that for a part-time driver, but that would be uh, that'd be pretty sweet. Uh, Robert, what's just your uh, reaction to J.D. getting I know we've mentioned like Mike Marler. I kind of forgot that he entered it, I think it was last year or two years ago, the dirt race. So you have a guy like J.D. who's getting a lot of buzz and momentum going into it. I know he's excited. He's a guy that kind of started in the pavement world when he was racing Little Legends car. So I think it means it uh, for him. It means a lot more to him. Uh, what's just your initial reaction? Um, I mean, I think it's cool. Uh, I don't, I, and I'm not. I don't want to take anything away from you. You certainly can't take anything away from Jonathan Davenport's accomplishments because we know where he is, uh, a future Hall of Famer, and we know where he is in terms of our our sport. But in terms of making it to that level, uh, back in the day, that's that's what everybody aspired to do. That's what everybody wanted to do. They wanted to get to that cup level, uh, no matter what kind of racer that, that you were, simply because at that time, there wasn't enough money in our sport to make a living. Now, if with the right sponsorships in play and the right, the right backing, drivers clearly can make a, a living in our sport. So getting to NASCAR is not maybe still, maybe still a dream, but it's not necessarily all that big of a, a huge goal because like Kevin said, the route to NASCAR nowadays is a lot different than it was in 1975. You used to would race your way into that position. Now, a lot of times you write a check into that position. And I'm not saying these guys are terrible drivers. I'm just saying that there are other drivers out there who are equally, maybe a little bit more capable, who don't get that chance because they don't have a checkbook quite as large. So with that being said, let's not take anything away from, from Jonathan Davenport. 
But my personal feeling is it's a dirt race. It is a NASCAR race, but it's still a dirt race. If we were, if this was Bristol and there was no dirt on it, Jonathan Davenport would not get this chance. I just don't believe it. So let's look at it for what it is. Uh, it, it is a dirt race that they're having a different kind of car on. So who did this team call or who did they, who did they put a package together for? They put it together for arguably, like you said, the best dirt racer in the last five years, who else are they going to call? Uh, so uh, that's kind of the way I look at it. It's a one-off dirt race. It's not going to go any further than that, other than maybe other dirt races. I don't think. Um, and, and I just I'm happy for Davenport, and I think it's better. It's probably better for our sport. I, I, like Kevin said, it's probably better for the fans and for our sport than it actually is for Davenport himself. He is now becomes an ambassador for dirt late model racing. And all of the dirt, there are people who want him to fail. Okay. Let's not be, let's not be beat around the bush about it. But there are other people, diehards in this sport who, whether or not you're a Jonathan Davenport fan or not, you want to see him succeed just because you want to see him go and say, Hey, yes, our sport, we are the best. We do have the best racers in the world and, and we're sending our best out there to prove it. Uh, and we want him to have success because he's representing us as a whole. So whether or not you like Jonathan Davenport is beside the point. You want him to go out there and have a good, a good race, uh, just because he's representing us as a whole. Nonetheless, JD will be representing the dirt late model world at Bristol Dirt uh, second week in April. I think the ninth or tenth. Uh, he's looking forward to it. No practice at all until that weekend. He says he gets the he gets the tri simulator uh, a little before that, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, we'll be cheering for him. I think maybe he should just go in there and win, just like Kyle Larson came into Port Royal and won that late model race. I think JD should return the favor to the late model guys, saying we're not that bad at drivers. We can do it. But uh, it's going to be pretty fun, pretty exciting. I think bringing both genres of NASCAR and short track racing is getting closer and closer here since 2020 with the Larson effect and other drivers uh, doing both things. I think this will bring us even closer together. A lot of eyes will be on Bristol that weekend. Let's wish JD nothing but the best. Uh, all right, Kyle McFadden, you can lead us off with one more thing uh, to end the show. Yeah, sure. I just wanted to give a shout out to what Jim Bernheisel is doing uh, with the Revive Appalachian Mountain Speed Week, which kicks off on June 9th at Clinton County. Uh, just saw last week that uh, there's a this, he's calling us this five for five bonus program sponsored uh, by Seal and Scope Ford. Uh, $5,000 to any driver who can finish fifth or better in all eight races during that mini series. And so now the purse money is more than 200 $50,000 for the uh, whole week. So uh, pretty cool what they're doing. And, and for our Northeast uh, late models and uh, look forward to that whole mini series come June, which I'll be covering the uh, entirety of that whole series. So uh, very good deal to see that put in place and uh, look forward to it here um, in a short few months. Kevin, what do you got, buddy? Uh, send condolences out to the family of Arnie Ranta, a uh, longtime you know, car owner and also big, huge supporter for a good, you know, 25 years of, uh, of dirt late model racing, huge dirt late model racing fan. Yeah, nobody that loves racing more than Arnie. Uh, he lived up in Minnesota right there in Stillwater, one of our favorite towns right near Cedar Lake. Uh, he had a battle with, uh, with cancer for the last, what, eight years or so. Uh, and, uh, he, he fought it. Uh, for ever for that whole time but uh, unfortunately he passed away on saturday night at his home uh with his 29 uh, year old son adam by his side and we'll have to you know and just uh you know it's it's gonna be gonna be sad not being able to talk to, to arnie i always like to chatting with him at the racetrack because he he could talk about everything and and he was a great guy to talk to and just loved his racing and again we'll just uh Sad to sad to have not not have uh, have Arnie at the racetrack anymore. No doubt, it's gonna be sad seeing Arnie, a longtime sponsor in the dirt late model world. Uh, 
Got to chat with him, I think, the first time in 2013 at the Summer Nationals right at Cedar Lake. He was sitting up there in the VIP booth. So a great man. Sponsor a lot of guys like Brian Shirley, Brent Larson, and several others. Uh, well, condolences to him and his family. Uh, my one more thing is uh, be ready. Uh, get your browsers locked in. It's either coming out the end of this week or early next week. The Dirty Dollar Ranch Flow Racing did a very great documentary video of Jonathan Davenport and his beautiful wife, Rachel. I'm telling you, it's one of the best docs that Flow Racing's ever done. It was perfect. It was well done. JD with great quotes. The guys editing it back at the Flow Studios in Austin, Texas, did a great job. You won't want to miss it. It's going to either come out possibly as early as Thursday, but definitely early next week. But I want to get that out there and put that in people's ears. Be sure to be on the lookout of that on social media, see it on flow racing. I'm sure that we'll be sharing it, liking it, but it is awesome. I got to take a look. I got to look at it last night. It's definitely one of the best ones we have ever done. So be sure to check out JD and Rachel and all those Watusis Kovac. That'll be fun out there in uh, the dirty dollar ranch. Robert Holman clean up dominate. What do you got for us? Uh, I just wanted to, uh, this is more of a personal, personal note. Uh, just to say thank you to, uh, Michael Luna, uh, a racer from Sparta, Tennessee. We were on our, I was on my way to 411 and our truck broke down, uh, going up the hill there and he just happened to drive by and, uh, we were, we were really, we were stuck. We were, we were going to be in a, a, a pickle for sure. And he happened to drive by, sent, uh, my brother a message, uh, and, and we hooked up there and he sent one of his friends over to basically tow our trailer to the top of the mountain and get our truck back to the bottom of the hill so we could continue on to 411 on on Friday night is when this happened uh, for the weekend. So uh, the racing community is, is for all the fights and everything, there are really good people out there who really care about other people who go out of their way to help a friend and uh, and Michael Luna sent someone who we did not even know uh, sent a friend of his over to to help us out. So that was a huge huge deal. Uh, thanks to to him and thanks to his friend there. And uh, you know what a great community we actually do uh, work in and, and live in. So uh, thanks to those guys for helping us out this weekend. See that people listening, drivers, fans, crews, be nice. Enjoy each other. Try not to get in big-time fights, altercations, dust-ups, crashes on the uh, racetrack. Just everybody take a deep breath. We'll be okay. Uh, this is the Dirt Reporters for this week. Be sure to keep your browsers locked in with Dirt on Dirt and Flow Racing. These three have been writing great stuff, up-to-date, breaking news stories. Uh, you guys do awesome as always, Kovac, McFadden, and Robert Holman. Until next time, this is Derek Kessinger. Thank you for watching the Dirt Reporters.